0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. They only place with the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. You can find me on Twitter. At Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be recapping the San Francisco 49 or Super Bowl loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, but before we get into any of that, I'm going to have a quick word from our sponsor. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all of your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the entire year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all of the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team and remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, the game starts here. Welcome back everyone to the ben Maria podcast. For when and a break, we we'll discuss the plan for this episode. Once again, going to talk about the Niners Super Bowl 58 loss to the Chiefs. So we are going to recap that game. Thought about moving on, talking about some basketball, but Golden State blew a 15-plus point lead to the Clippers on Wednesday, so I really don't want to talk about them either. So instead, we're going to talk about the 49ers instead. We're going to briefly mention some news that happened after the Super Bowl involving the coaching staff, but we're going to probably save the offseason plans and everything like that closer to NFL draft time. But for the sake of this episode, just going to recap the game. It's a heartbreaker, but we got to do it. So starting off with the Lock and Dog Picks, Overall, they were great. Uh, ended up sweeping in the Super Bowl. We had the Chiefs and we had the under forty-seven and a half. The under turned into a bit of a sweat there, but it got there as the game landed 47 and the Chiefs were losing for most of the game, but came back and then they ended up having a nice showing there in overtime as they scored the game winning touchdown courtesy of McCall Hardman. So the Niners, really the story of the game was them not going up enough early as the Chiefs did nothing for about the first, uh, trying to think, 26 minutes of the game or so, as the Chiefs had no points. And then you ended up seeing the Chiefs go on a four-minute field goal drive, and that kind of swung momentum as the Chiefs eventually scored 10 points in the third quarter to take a lead. Then the Niners regained the lead, and they had the lead for a couple of times, a couple of occasions in the fourth quarter. Blew it every time, and the Chiefs got the job done in overtime. So to go through the actual uh, issue early on for the Niners, I said they should have been up by more, with the Chiefs not scoring for most of the first half. You had to be up by more than ten points. Now McCaffrey ended up fumbling in the red zone, which was rough. Then again, Pacheco also fumbled in plus territory, so that's kind of a wash. But the Niners just felt like kept letting the Chiefs hang around instead of trying to take control of it themselves. And when you let an elite quarterback, potentially the greatest quarterback of all time, when it's all said and done, hang around, you're gonna lose, and that's what happened to the Niners. But to go through the actual stats, and then I'll dive into some takeaways and some potential. I don't want to say. Uh, players to blame or coaches to blame, but there's a lot of storylines to talk about, so they are going to do that. But starting off with the actual stats, Purdy was fine for the most part in the game. Uh, 23 of 38 for 255, one touchdown, no picks. Sacked one time, QBR of 69.8. The issue with Purdy, though, was the two, or were the two third downs where it seemed like Casey was sitting in all a blitz. Purdy wasn't really either ready for it or he just kind of panicked in the moment and the two throws weren't close and you could argue that either of those third downs are converted maybe the Niners win the game uh so the point is those two throws kind of need to be made but the point is he was still fine for the most part he was good enough to win the game so I'll start there uh but he was fine Juwan Jennings though had a trick play touchdown where he had a 21 yard completion of McCaffrey so he had one touchdown on that play McCaffrey was not that great on the ground though as he had 80 yards on 22 carries Purdy had 12 yards on three carries. Mitchell had eight yards on two carries. Debo did nothing, had three carries on uh, with eight yards. And check had one carry for two yards. The receiving core, McCaffrey was solid. He had 80 yards and eight receptions and a touchdown. Ayuk didn't really do much, had 49 yards, had a nice catch in overtime, though. Juwan Jennings had 42 yards and a touchdown. Debo got injured midway through the game, came back, but didn't do anything as he had 33 yards. check had 31 yards. Uh, McLeod had 19. Connolly had 18 and Kittle did nothing uh, in the game. He also got injured, left early, ended up returning. He had two catches for four yards, so he really did nothing. It was a big catch, though, for the four yards, as he ended up having that fourth down conversion, which led to a touchdown. But the most of the receiving core didn't do much, and the Chiefs kind of decided going into the game, they're going to stop the run, and they were going to force Purdy to beat them. And Purdy almost did. But unfortunately, he could not as the Niners kept settling for field goals late in that game while the Chiefs were able to finally score a touchdown and overtime to win the thing. But as for the turnovers, that was an issue for the Niners as you ended up seeing McCaffrey fumble uh, in one of the first drives of the game as they were in plus territory. You also saw a, mu- I can't call it a muff, but it was a fumble on the punt because it ended up hitting one of the guys who was not the returner. McLeod tried to bail him out by recovering it, could not do so, and that did lead to a free seven points for Kansas City, uh, but you ended up seeing those two turnovers kind of hurt the Niners in the grand scheme of things. The McCaffrey won not so much, but that um, punt one was pretty bad. Uh, as for the actual defense of the Niners, they were able to sack Mahomes three times. You saw Armstead have one, Hargrave had one, and Ward uh, ended up having a tackle for a loss, so he had a pretty decent game as well. Uh, but you're looking at the other sack that was Chase Young, who had one pretty early on in that game. Bosa was fine, I guess. He had two, he had four solo tackles, six total. He had three quarterback hits though, so it was pretty aggressive. just could not get the sack. Uh, but I mentioned Ward; he was fine in the secondary. Uh, but you ended up seeing Brown have an interception. So they were able to force Mahomes into a turnover. But unfortunately, that was not enough. Moody was good in the field goal kicking as he went three for three, set the longest field, uh, field goal of all time actually record in the Super Bowl. And then it was broken by Butker about an hour later. But the issue with Moody was he kicked an extra point too low. And that allowed the Chiefs to tie the game at the end of regulation. But either way, looking at the Chiefs' numbers, Mahomes was very good as the game went on. Struggled early, but he had good numbers by the end of it. 34 of 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. sack three times, QBR of 75.8. Also had 66 rushing yards. Most of those came late in the game, and you ended up seeing him have that big scramble on fourth down in overtime. Uh, Pacheco had 18 carries for 59 yards. Rice had two carries for five yards. And to go through the receiving core, uh, Kelsey had 93 yards. Hardman had 57 yards and a touchdown. Watson had 54. Rice had 6 catches for for uh, 39. Pacheco had six catches for 33. Gray at 22. Scanlon had a touchdown in 20 yards. That's basically it. As for the turnovers, you saw Pacheco lose a fumble in plus territory and you ended up having the Mahomes interception early on in the second half. That was it. Uh, that was all the turnover, so the Chiefs got it going late in that game. As for The defensive props here, once again, the Chiefs were only able to force two turnovers, uh, courtesy of Fumble, so no picks by Purdy, but the recoveries were a big part of the game, which was by uh, Hargrave had one, and it actually is not even listing who the second one was by, so I guess they don't count Muff's as, or I should say, special team's gas to that degree as a fumble recovery. So I don't know what to call it, but either way, two turnovers were the story for Kansas city. So when you look at the actual numbers in the grand scheme of things for these teams, the numbers were pretty balanced. You saw the Niners have 23 first downs. The chiefs had 24. The yardage was different as the chiefs had roughly 70 more yards in the game, but they each had 13 drives each averaged around like 3.4 to 3.8 yards per play. And Yeah, it felt like a pretty close game throughout, and it definitely deserves overtime. But the problem with the Niners was, as I said before, they got off to a good start and didn't capitalize enough. It felt like the Niners should have been up by more than seven at halftime. And letting the the Chiefs get going with the field goal drive before half swung momentum. And you saw Shanahan, a big reason why, took the Chiefs to win the game. I didn't trust Shannon late in games, and I think he's a choker. And he choked again, so not exactly shocked that that's how it unfolded. That brings us into a very interesting discussion involving a unique rule set of the overtime period in the playoffs. It was the first ever overtime game with the new and improved rules for the Super Bowl and our new and improved rules in general. And it just so happened to be in the Super Bowl. But there were rule uh, some rule changes that were expanded upon or at least I should say elaborated on on the TV broadcast, and it felt like the Niners didn't know. Now, to go through the actual change of the rules, the usual rule, of course, is field goal on the first possession. Other team gets the ball. Touchdown game's over. That's the normal rules. They changed it in response to the Bills and Chiefs playoff game from a couple years ago. They finally forced both teams to get possession at least once in the uh, overtime period. So the rule now is that a touchdown on the first drive does not win the game. The other team automatically gets possession. So imagine like a college football overtime period, except you're not getting the ball at the opponent in 25. But the argument is you're guaranteed to get the ball once a piece. You'll do a match system. Whoever ends up leading after the overtime period wins and you'll go from there. So basically the point was the Niners ended up winning the coin toss And you immediately assume they're going to defer. They're going to kick because logically, why would you want the ball first? The fact is, if you force the Chiefs to punt, then you automatically win on a field goal. That was the same thing as the regular season rules. Uh, If you would choose to defer, that part was carried over. The issue is, if you score a touchdown, you don't even win the game. So why would you want the ball first? Because no matter what happens, you can't win the game without letting the homes touch the ball. And you could argue, well, at least you can force the hand of the Chiefs by forcing them to go the length of the field for a touchdown if you get the ball first. A couple of issues there. One, did anybody actually expect Brock Purdy to score a touchdown on the opening drive of overtime? I didn't. I was kind of shocked to kick the field goal, to be honest with you. But Purdy did a good job late in that game. He gave the team three separate leads in the fourth quarter and overtime included. And the defense blew all three leads. But did I think Purdy was going to score a touchdown on the first drive? No. So I don't know why you wanted the ball. Not to mention the fact that it would make more sense to get the ball second. Because if the, if the Niners punted on the first drive, which they probably should have, you lose on a field goal. A reminder, the only reason why the Niners got into the field goal range was the holding call, quote-unquote, on third and 13. They almost went four and out. So I wanted to at least point out that the Niners were kind of gifted three points. You can argue that it was actually a penalty. That's kind of not the point. The point is the Niners completely blundered winning the coin toss in the biggest game of the season. Shannon said he decided on the actual uh, coin toss decision with the possession before the situation, and he just didn't tell his team. So he already did the math in his head. But then Check goes on, I don't know if it was like a press conference or what what exactly happened there. I don't think it was a podcast. I think it was an actual press conference. And he said, I thought if we scored a touchdown, we won the game. So clearly, Shannon did not tell his players the overtime rules. And of course, it's a very you know, small. there's a small percent chance that it's actually going to happen and that the rules are going to come into play. But then you hear Chris Jones and you hear the Chiefs and they're talking about how we went through the rules all week, we knew the rules, we were ready to go, and they were shocked that the Niners elected to receive first. So people are going to argue that the decision is fine and that if you end up scoring first and you get the ball first, then you have an edge because you get the third possession of overtime. I don't believe that for a second. I think that's a bunch of nonsense. The argument is that instead of focusing on the first two possessions, we're going to imagine that the first two possessions go fine and then work on a best-case scenario, multiple possessions down the road. That's idiotic. That's just a stupid decision. And I hate to break it to you, but if the Niners did score a touchdown and the Chiefs scored a touchdown as well, they were not going to kick the extra point. They were going to go for two. And go for the win. So the whole decision of getting the ball third makes, in my opinion, little sense at all. And I think that it makes a lot more sense to get a significant edge within the first two possessions of overtime as opposed to the third one. So I thought Shannon's decision making there with the coin toss was abysmal. I thought that the handling of the, uh, I don't want to say the media afterwards by the Niners, but the team kind of half threw Shannon under the bus because... Some of them admitted to not knowing the rules, which is an indictment on the coaching staff. So it was kind of um, an interesting fallout from that decision. Now, do I think it would have mattered either way? Probably not because the Niners' defense couldn't get a stop for the last quarter and a half. Basically two quarters because the entire 15 minutes was used up in overtime. So I didn't have any faith in the Niners' defense down the stretch, so I don't think it would have mattered. But getting the ball first made no sense because you make the argument, well... You know, if the Chiefs are going to score anyway, what's the point? My argument would be with Reed being so conservative, if you get a fourth and short in your inside your own 30 or 35, do the Chiefs punt there? Probably not, but maybe we've seen Reed be very conservative in the past, and that's kind of an issue people have with him with the fact that he still has one of the best quarterbacks ever and he's ultra conservative. But the argument is if the Chiefs are down three in overtime, suddenly you're going for automatically because you lose if you don't, and Mahomes scrambles for a first down. So it just felt like the Chiefs, if you got the ball first and kicked the field goal, the Chiefs now had four downs to work with automatically instead of three and the Niners' defense was not stopping Mahomes on four straight downs. It just wasn't going to happen. So I thought that that decision-making was atrocious. I roasted it on Twitter, and people argued with me. I think I'm right, and I feel pretty confident about that. And not just based on the results. I actually don't understand the argument of wanting the ball first. I think it's a very dumb argument, in my opinion. But either way, point for the game. The Niners had the Chiefs on the ropes for the second time, and they blew it. Shannon's been to Super Bowl three times. He's won a double-digit lead in the Super Bowl in all three games, including him as an OC with Atlanta. He has had a 10-plus point lead in three Super Bowls, and he's blown all of them. Now, one of them, he's an OC. There's other variables, I get it, but you get my point. I think he's a choker. I think Shannon is a generational choker. And I think that the hate that he gets is honestly warranted. Now, is he a bad coach? I didn't say that. I think that he's fine. But there's a massive flaw to his game, which is him being very conservative. But you can make the argument that it wasn't exactly his fault in this case, besides the coin toss stuff, because the defense couldn't get a stop. And you can make an argument that Shanahan's offense did their part because they gave the team three separate leads in the fourth quarter and in overtime, and they blew every one of them. So they ended up having a touchdown to Jennings off of a 12-play drive. took six minutes off the clock. So they ended up gaining a lead. The extra point got blocked. Then the Chiefs tied it. Then the Niners scored with 153 left. You had the third down play. It pretty converts that. They probably win the game. But either way, point is uh, the Niners ended up kicking a field goal. Moody made it. And then the Chiefs went right down the field in 150. You needed one stop to win the game, and you couldn't get it. Then you went to overtime. Purdy, again, leads his team on a scoring drive to give him the lead. And the Chiefs go on a 13-play, 75-yard drive that takes up seven-plus minutes, and they win the game. So I understand if Shannon's an offensive-minded coach and his team gives gives the team three separate leads late, It's not the same type of choke job that we've seen from Shannon in the past where the offense just completely fell apart. The offense really didn't. It was the defense that fell apart. But I still hated the way Shannon handled the game. I thought he was very conservative, like we've seen in the past. I thought he had some chances to put the Chiefs away early. Didn't do so. And the coin toss to the cherry on top. So I'm not a Shannon guy. I think he's a good coach, not a great coach. And it does feel like he continues to overthink himself and to. Really just find ways. I don't know if it's the way the team's wired or it's a personality thing, but damn man, his teams can't win big games. And it's a miracle they even got to this point because they should have lost to Green Bay. They should have lost to Detroit. So it is what it is. The Niners fell short and now they're going to try to get the job done again in a little bit of a small window here because Purdy might be doing a decent amount of money in the next couple of years. And you could argue maybe they shouldn't pay him. I think they should, to be honest. I think Purdy's fine. I think he's better now than Garoppolo ever was, and you can make the argument, well, those two third downs, he didn't do enough on That's two plays. He was good enough to win the Super Bowl. Mahomes is an all-time great quarterback. He did Mahomes things, but Purdy led three separate scoring drives to give his team a shot to win the game, and they didn't win it. That's not Purdy's fault. He did his thing, so I think Purdy, once again, is good enough to win the whole thing. The issue was the defense and the coaching late in that game, and that's going to lead us to a big piece of news that happened over the last 24 hours. The Niners decided to fire their defensive coordinator as Wilkes was let go. Now, this has been a controversial move because most people are pointing to the defense only allowing three points in the first half and how Shanahan's fault they lost and how Wilkes was really fine. For most of the game, the Greenlaw injury was also very big because the replacement came in and was absolutely terrible. Uh, but Greenlaw got hurt on a non-contact injury uh, running onto the onto the field after a special teams play, which is just insanely bad luck. But either way, do I understand why Wilkes got fired? Yes. Couple reasons why. First of all, one, chenan has got to blame somebody and they're not going to fire the coach, so they're going to get rid of the D coordinator. But I feel like most people who are critical of this Wilkes decision, either A, wasn't paying attention, uh, or weren't paying attention in the first couple rounds, or B, just didn't follow the Niners for most of the season, because Wilkes has been on the hot seat for months. And I feel like most Niners fans don't actually like him as a D coordinator, and I know that he put together a good game plan early, In the game against the Chiefs, then he went too conservative late and the Chiefs were able to move down the field. But Wilkes' defense was completely useless for the final two quarters, and that was the story of the clutch moments of that game. But I'm not exactly shocked Wilkes got fired because he was on the hot seat anyway, and you're looking at a guy who saw his unit crumble in the biggest moment of the season. Now, I think Wilkes as a whole did a pretty good job preparing for his team for the Super Bowl, so I'm not going to blame him for this game. But the Packers moved the ball well. They just couldn't finish off drives. The Lions dominated that game, and then they choked. But Wilkes was probably going to get fired after the Packer game, probably going to get fired after the Lions game, and then was going to get fired after the KC game if they lost any of those games. So Wilkes getting fired in this spot wasn't exactly shocking to me, or at least it wasn't as shocking to me as it was for most of the people that heard the news this afternoon, or I should say yesterday afternoon. But I was not shocked. And I thought that it was a matter of time. If the Niners win the game, though, Wolks keeps his job. It is what it is. But I thought it should have been fired automatically after the Lions game because his game planning in those first two playoff rounds was atrocious. And I'm not shocked that the move was made. So the Niners, once again, end up falling short. We swept. It hurts. It is what it is, even with the sweep, because we picked the Chiefs to win. But I know that everyone who listens to the show is a fan of the Niners. So, unfortunate there, but money's money. And hopefully the profits helped some of you cope with another Niners loss in the Super Bowl. So, maybe they will get the job done in the future. We'll see a lot of talent still on the roster. And we'll see if they can uh, potentially make it back here. But either way, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We're back once again next week to switch gears, talking about basketball. You have the All-Star break, so we'll be back to cover the first set of games there post all-star break until uh, next time though, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye everyone. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.